Morning, morning! Toby needs to read the SCP file over the intercom. Please take a seat and wait for instructions. Agent 47, that is Tanini, podcast host, SCP containment breach expert, and lover extraordinaire. Quite the resume. It fucking zooms in on Tanhone and he's like yelling at like a lower writer. (laughs) He's like, you're not getting it right! Redo the whole paragraph! Oi, Manfilf! (laughs) You call that an article? Can't wait to see it as a tale. (laughs) Nice one! I gotta say, I actually Tan. love the. Ne- <laughs> I actually love the nemesis system in War. Not only has it been developed a lot, but I think the speeches are much better. I like actually got mad at one of my rivals, so I've been doing pretty good. I've been so I've been it. playing on nemesis. I've been this playing is, on nemesis for purposes of the audience. He is talking about the video game uh, <laughs> Shadow of War. War. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've been playing on like hard mode, not like the hardest mode, but a hard mode. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty challenging, but I've been doing mostly good. But I got like sniped. By this one, like, grunt while I was fighting, like, a whole army. Because in the hard mode, you only get one last chance, and that's it. And he got me. um, As it should be. And he killed me, and he became, like, one of the strongest captains immediately. And he called himself the Tark Slayer. And I was like, alright, I'll go do the vengeance mission. I know how to do this. But then on the vengeance mission, there were, like, four other captains in that zone. And he got me again. And I actually... He's you. (laughs) I went hard. I collected all the Shelob memories. I got all the shit to get the armor. And when I open the game back up after we record today, I am fucking gunning it for him. I have his thing selected. He pops up every time I get my menu so I know who he is. I'm ready for him. You're an actual nemesis. That's the beauty of the system, though. Yeah, and I didn't really get that from the first one. Maybe because I was playing on an easier mode, because you have to unlock the harder modes or something. But, like, I think the normal hard mode is, like, just enough on war that, like... The Nemesis works best when there is a good chance you are going to die, I think. Yeah. This is entirely unrelated to (laughs) SCP. He also, like, he's a stealth guy, so I can't fucking stealth on him, which is my main way I deal with a lot of shit. So he's like, oh, he's like, he really does feel like my nemesis. I hate him. <laughs> he was just a lowly grunt, and now he's like the strongest captain in the first area. Oh, pisses oh, me off. man filth. <laughs> <laughs> By low, dark low, same thing, really. Uh, anyway, right, we're not here enough. for Mordor or Shadow of War. This is SC- Discovering SCP. We haven't even said the name of the fucking podcast, I don't think. Yeah. This is Discovering We started Shadow with a Hitman Mordor. reference and transitioned into a Shadow of War reference. This, this has turned from Discovering SCP to Discovering Morgul <laughs> Alright, but yes, uh, what do you have for me today? How many articles? Uh, we have one article today. So I saw how much we enjoyed the last uh, Admonition article last week. So I thought, why not try another one? See if we like that one as well. It'll be a tough deck to follow 6820. I hope they're not all just articles that are remakes of old SCPs. I don't I believe like they that are, get old. No. Like, stylistically, okay. there will be similarities, of course, but... Uh... Yeah. So what was the Admonition series? What, was that like the fucking Harbingers thing? Uh, no, Admonition is the series that 6820 is the first episode of, so perhaps we'll find more. No, no, I know, but I mean, like, was it like a Harbinger's thing where it was a bunch of articles that, like, dropped shit, or was it like a contest or a canon? Well, I think it's just a series of articles. Yeah, so like, about, the, like what Harbinger's no, no, was. So the first one, 6820, was actually for a meme contest. The meme was, like, trying to kill 682, and that's what they made, that's what the placeholder made for it, along with okay. uh, writer, who, I'm so sorry, let me go back and get the both their names, because I feel like that's so shitty of me, they're like, placeholder and co. 
I I know why you feel that way, and I do, I do want to properly credit them. Let's go back and do that, but don't feel too bad because yeah. like it's hard to remember like a million names. Um, so it's placeholder, and I believe it was Lyrin as well. Lyrin, I've never heard of Lyrin. Nice, yeah, Steph Lynch did an amazing job on that, as expected. Um, all right, why don't you link me the second article? Sure will. There you go, SCP-6747. This one's called Chaos Theory. I don't have to go to the main list one because it opens with fucking... Agent 6747. That is (laughs) SCP-682. So wait, who made this one? Oh, Um, this is a blog one. This was written by Placeholder and Ralliston. Placeholder and Ralliston. We had Ralliston on, didn't we? Or am I insane? Well, we either had him on or at the very least have talked to him because I recognize his Shinji-ass profile pic. <laughs> Shinji? Right. Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> this again also is art by uh, Steph Lynch. Yeah, God, Steph going ham. Like, can we just appreciate like how much work it takes to make like cool art that like works in Article and the fact that like she did that for the whole series, I'm assuming? Insane. That's crazy. Okay, um, I see the CSS has a theme, which I kind of like. It's very pretty. Uh, I saw someone made a comment, like a smart-ass comment about yeah, me being distracted this. by Shiny. It's true. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ream their ass when we fucking you get to the comment something? reading. Hold on. Okay, I think I might not have understood what ream ass means because now I'm worried I'm gonna get canceled. <laughs> I meant I was gonna chew <laughs> them out when I get to the comment reading. Let's, oh God, let's just. <laughs> oh God. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just, this is the Tanhony episode. Guys, he's gonna read the shoe. Okay, God, I'm, I must have said he's something gonna, bad. He's gonna create the shoe job. I may. I'm gonna give it to him when I fucking get it's to like, the comment. Read. Gonna give it to him. Oh my! Just read the goddamn article. You have one job. <laughs> You're sending this article up to me raw. <laughs> you send it to the raw. <laughs> Right, I'm about to quit. Okay. The po- I'm, I'm about to stop the I'm recording sorry. right I'm now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do it to me one more time. <laughs> okay. That's what I'll say. I'm sure. But Overwatch Command. The following file is limited strictly to the personnel necessary for its containment, excluding <laughs> several A class and overseer personnel. If you have not been explicitly cleared to view the following documents, you will automatically be anesthetized and redirected to a clearance appropriate Skipnex asset access port. I really like, okay, this is like completely random and nothing to do with the article, but Overwatch Command, I just like the idea of a gag visual where it's like all these serious guys in suits and then Winston from Overwatch, like, spinning and Hi there. <laughs> Have you seen Excuse the fucking... For dropping in. <laughs> Have you seen the problems clown yeah. with Winston? <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, alright. We right, need to take go. care of Casey. Oh shit, no wonder you picked this, it has to do with you. Prompt. Does the black moon howl? PHMD at Skipnet. Uh, it is the howl. The moon within moons. Backdoor entry accepted. Error. Bad string encountered. 7 slash dark slash terminal. No address located. 1 out of 7. Well, so not- just to clarify, black moon howl was not like something you created. I did not that was just it. like, you just parasite. did like the big 001 on That is the big arc there's like, that's the, Whenever there's like a secret password needed, it's generally just the black moon howl, and then the answer's different every fucking time. Yeah, and so the, so there's a lot of takes on what that means, yeah. and this is one of them. All of them contradictory, of course, as we like it. Yeah, of course. 
SC, well, and I like it. SCP-6747. Level 6 Cosmic Top Secret. I'm not about to get fucking... Oh, of course it is. ...reamed and chewed out for this as well. We is, get this, this is, this, is that what admonition... Are they all, like, Cosmic Top Secret? Well, they're all like big boys, yeah. Oh, okay. Containment Class, Formiel. Subclass, Gordon. Disruption Class, Vlam. Risk Class, Caution. I'm so Hell's Kitchen pilled. I thought you said Subclass, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Continue. The door to the containment chamber is open. It's completely gotten out. What a shame! <laughs> it does that fucking edit sound effect. You know the one. It's like they're like all looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah, like looking at the camera. It's like and, and it cuts to one of them talking shit about the others. It's like you had one job. How did you not watch the containment? And then he's like, "Would you like to explain this, Doctor?" The statue moves when you're not looking at it. So why do you stop looking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got frazzled, Chef. I mean, it's director. Assigned departments, archetypicals, ontokinetics, parapsychology, QSM. I don't know what QSM is. Uh, quality, I don't know. This guy doesn't know what he fucking means. <laughs> I, I thought I could run with something. My brain's fried today, man, after that case. Project leads, advisor, 058. Director placeholder, MD, PhD. Assigned sites, administrative site 01, RNC sites 15, 43, 87, and 120. Research heads, Dr. James Michaels, Dr. Madeline Cornwell, Dr. Zachary C. Saxon. Oh, Dr. Who reference, hooray! Wait, it is? I don't think so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know anything about Dr. Who except that it's a bad show. Fuck you. <laughs> procedures. SCP-6747 is the terminal goal of Project X Machina. C addendum 6747-V, and a meter class priority. As such, virtually unlimited resources have been made available for its completion. Is a meter class like a known thing, or is that like an admonition I exclusive? I think a I'm not sure. It sounds familiar, but I'm not 100%. Gotcha. Said project has been maintained... Is, is capitalized there? Placeholder... Get back to that. Placeholder. Well, I guess there's no quality control after the first one. I'm oh. going to have to give this a 1 out oh, of 10. Holy shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> maintained by a quorum of relevant archetypicals and if, if this was season 1, Darnell, instead of season 20, Darnell. <laughs> <laughs> archetypicals and ontokinetics personnel are supervised by the advisor, 058, and director placeholder, MD. Scientific liaison to the lesser council, 04. SCP-6747 necessitates, necessitates the creation and definite maintenance of Dash-A. Each member of Dash-A possesses different, but substantial, computational and resource requirements unable to be properly accounted for slash predicted by typical n-dimensional geometric formal logic systems. Steam All right, I swear I'm paying attention, but I'm getting a little lost. Can... I think that... I, I also lost that, because I don't know what... I, I I can barely wrap my head. Like I think it means like we weird so n dimensional would be like three fourth dimensional fifth dimensional. Yeah, so I, I get that n a placeholder is what I guess it's implying. Yeah, but I'm not understanding. So okay, so each so uh, dash a is like a group because it's each member. Yeah, but, we're in but you have to create and maintain dash a. Yeah, so we're not. It, but we're then still it's in also the containment procedure, so we're not meant to understand yet. Okay, that's fair. The archetypicals divisions STF. That's Storytellers, it's remained situated about Dash A for their natural durations, editing them via fictional injection as required by the SCP. Ooh, fictional injection. Is that like when I make fan fiction about things? Maybe. You're very welcome. Fictional injection. No member of Dash A should be allowed to end premature to its natural cadential movement for potential risk of anti-narrative formation within Dash B. I do believe we have actually read the anti-narrative previously. 
What is anti? So basically, it's a series of tropes that come up uh-huh. in media, and if they come up, sort of, and they need to happen naturally. That media gets like entirely wiped from existence, basically. So it's like, so it's an like anti-memetics for stories. Which is like, no, it's, it, it actually gets like obliterated. It just never existed. Oh. But things are connected to it still exist. So let's, the movie can get will disappear, but the TV tropes pay for I, the movie I, will stay. I I like that because I understand it completely destroys the thing, but that kind of gives like an in-universe explanation for you know those like fever dream shows that you swear existed, but like no one talks about. Mm. Yeah, kind of like gives a vibe to that. One A-class member of personnel possessing proficiency in parapsychology, presently Chernobyl Nago of segment forty-three, must be present at all times to soothe Dash B should it wake from its primary function. Soothing must be administered via dopamine injection and/or control shock. God, I could go for personnel ought to be reminded that Dash B is functionally deceased, and that reactivations of persistent neurochains do not constitute consciousness. Are all the admonition ones like very like scientific explanation? I believe so. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually pretty good for the setting. But like my head's, guys, I swear I'm not stupid. But if I can't follow this one today, it's just because it was a. I also have not read this be... one previously, so we'll see if I can follow it. Yeah. So please be kind to me if so I don't get it at the end. Picture of Dash B King, which looks very fleshy and also machiney. It is looks it... kind of like a squid, but like I a, a spine with a spine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with a spinal. Kind of like an, one of the you know, you know Half Life Two, like the fucking advisor things. That's why I kind of see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like in a metal sort of cage, sort of. God, Steph, you drew this fucking awesome. This is fucking this is cool. sick. This is amazing. This is so good. And that is uh, an illustration of Dash B King. And then we have another image below it, like a gif of it, like coming all together and undone, called the Paradox Exodus Engine. Hell yeah! Oh, now we're in anime territory, baby. We're talking. (laughs) Now we're playing with power. Okay, sorry. So, description: SCP six seven four seven is a theoretical process by which to reinstate deceased personnel. Mesofictional injection. What the fuck is mesofictional? So it brings people back. Well, maybe we'll expand on it. This process necessitates the indefinite maintenance of Causality Bubble 6747, a pocket universe which could be manipulated through the shared imagination of fictional scenarios taking place within it. So, so, so side note, I know the SCP wiki has no canon, obviously, but I, I, it, it, like, it would be like, meso-fictional injection would be like the top thing I think deserves a footnote, but then we'll get footnotes in other articles on like very basic concepts that everyone Rats. understands. Rats. Or we'll have a number clarified in parentheses. But no, meso-fictional injection, we all know what that is. Let's keep moving, guys. So, a pocket universe which could be manipulated through the shared imagination of fictional scenarios taking place within it. Fictionalized mm-hmm. entities could then theoretically be retrieved and reinstated in baseline reality via the Paradox Exodus engine, a foundation-made vessel for transport to alternate narratives. Okay, I think I understand the concept then. So basically, it's like a, a pocket world that's... That so it's a fictional world, is what I think. It's it a fictional is. world based on a shared imagination, and everyone in Dash A shares that imagination, and then things can be taken from the fictional world to the real world. Yeah. So it's like reviving a dead person. Exactly. Or yeah. at least the idea of a dead person that everyone right. has in their head. Yeah. Okay, I actually am following somehow. Dash A collectively designates isolated micro-universes that have been created as candidates for CB6747. To date, three such candidates exist. Dash A1, a null space void maintained at zero dormals. Oh my god. One dormal is equal to the average topological complexity of narrative space-time in 111 space, 
i.e. a space possessing exactly one night's adventure, one spatial adventure, one temporal legend. I'm not going to recall So like there's that. one story in that universe. Right, yeah. That's interesting because that implies our universe has like a bajillion narratives. Well, it's got, like, it's got zero, it says here, so there's nothing, no story, I guess. No, no, for this void, but like the, our world, like the real world, would have a bunch of narratives. But like the idea of like a world that exists solely for one story, that's interesting. Well, I guess lots of like Little Red Riding. Well, this one has zero stories. There aren't any subplots in, let's say, Little Red Riding, but that would be one, I guess. Yeah. Thereby possessing no physical, causal, or narrative potential. Recent findings indicate that infokinetic interactions continue to occur at the quantum level, even in the vacancy of one or more dimensional categories. These interactions' net result tend to add an international value slightly greater than zero, often interpreted as a set of musical pictures. Okay, I got a little lost. Okay, I, don't, I think the footnotes aren't quite available. That's like extra info. So, but wait, hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt. I know this is a long article as is, but the idea that a shared imagination creates a universe, does this imply that like any really popular fiction series has its own real life universe counterpart? In, in the so, like, the fucking, yeah. like the Stormlight archives just basically have like, a, a, have you read go them? there? Um, I'm going to. My friend keeps telling me to read it's them. good. I'd recommend it. I, I was going to get them from the library. You work out at the library? I work out at the library. <laughs> Maintained as a mathematical reference, though its effectiveness in com- communication with pattern-based entities is nose-worthy, nose-worthy, as what I'm fucking saying. Nose-worthy, nose-worthy. We gave no worthy noses. <laughs> we did plastic surgery on a grape. Dash A2. In 1.5 slash 2 slash 1 space, 1.5 narrative, 2 spatial, 1 temporal dimension. I hope there's not going to be a test really for me. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Methodological testing universe dedicated to the study of narrative... Ontokinetic processes, meta slash mesofictional interactions. Okay, mesofictional means meta, then I'm going to say that as. Sure. Through the creation of fictionalized document SCP 5875, a species of semi fictional entities were instated within Dash A2. Due to the universal structure's recursive fractional topology, narrative structures became enhanced through central mutuation, appealing to their own artificial and universal narrative to a anomalous degree. So basically, by referencing itself, the things, the act of referencing mutated it and like caused further mutation. Once you like acknowledge the fourth wall, I, I think I get it. This guy, he's, he's at, his brain's growing. He did go to the library. <laughs> I, I feel like I would do better with this article if like my brain hadn't just gone through it today. I'm trying my best, man. These entities, Alan Wake prepped me. These entities were thereby obligated to cooperate with the Foundation in harnessing the universe's physics for the transfer of narrative energy to relevant personnel, achieving knowledge slash aptitude in various subjects. Okay. Dash A3. An M slash 3 slash 1 space, where M is a rational number equivalent to log, and then the missing number, as you think. So that is super anomalous. This is the I think f- that's a theta? Yeah, well, that, in the concept of SP, that theta is like a missing number, basically. Okay, it links to 033 if that's yeah, right. that's the SCP article for it. The missing oh, number. Oh, Jesus Christ. It, 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 it's like Easter egg, I think. It's in a couple of things. Okay. This is the theoretical lowest proportion of narrative dimensionality to typical 3 slash 1 space in which any meaningful story structures can be sustained. Ah, uh, for space. Effectively, is the minimum fictional complexity required for an arbitrary entity to achieve an arbitrary goal. Simply, that that arbitrary entity, Dragon Hadrian. <laughs> Simple interaction with, within-A3 can be formally stated and computed using narrative arithmetic. See addendum 4. Dash B refers interchangeably to... The K incubator slash narrative generator, King. The micro-universe... I like that, that's cool. King. The micro-universe creation and manipulation mechanism which sustains Dash A, 
or the brain, spinal cord, and general nervous system director Jonathan A. King deceased, functioning as King's primary computing system. See, this kind of ruined the King acronym for me because this implies that they tried really hard to name it after the guy. <laughs> I love. <love him. laughs> it's like okay, it was cooler when it was an accident. SCP six seven four seven dash C seven 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 seven. And then we have a footnote for Narrativo Hazard, a construct of one or more independent narrames which collectively cause cascades impacting the structural integrity of relevant narratives. Narrames? Is that like a bullshit? Is that like Humes for narrative? No, it's like a trope, I guess, or like a fictional sort of device. I, I don't like how much like SCP like like fucking techno babble knowledge you have to have to get through this so far. Like so far this is a genuinely cool idea, but there's like too much niche language that it's not expanded the way it should be, I think. Well maybe we'll, we'll learn more about it. Maybe we're meant to be confused, we'll see. Perhaps. If that if that's the goal, if we're meant to be confused, I will retract that later. But if like this shit doesn't get explained, then that's a downside of this article to me. Bad string encountered, data lost, two out of seven. Origin. SCP-6747 was initially theorised by the Pataphysics Department's Director Placeholder, MD, following Director King's expiration on 2029-09-13. So did um, Placeholder have a hand in every article in the admonition, and I, it's like his co-ops? I've not read all of them, but I would think so, maybe. Okay. King, the simultaneous head of agriculture, biology, chemistry, and xenobiology, possessed significant anomalous mental augmentations and capabilities, allowing the concurrent administrative management of over 800 individual anomalies and their relevant operations. I would like to make a quick um, criticism, by the way, and this isn't solely for this article, but I've noticed uh, there's a thing with SCPOCs where they're like head of a million departments. The reason that a lot of groups, companies, organizations don't do that is not because there's a lack of like big geniuses but both like distribution of workload but also like if this one guy dies which he did die that's like four departments that don't have a leader now you know what i mean mm. so i always find that a little off-putting i'm again i'm sure there's an explanation for it. it's not that big but i i noticed that's kind of a trope in scb it's like yeah this guy manages this thing and this thing and this thing and also this thing and it's just like i don't really think that that puts a lot of eggs in one basket in a job where you could die like if someone stopped looking at the statue for two seconds <laughs> I would probably agree with you, though. Yeah, I was also thinking something similar. Yeah. Later deemed a medical accident on King's behalf, his vacancy left significant foundation operations without leaderships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Indicted to containment <laughs> breaches and anomalous <laughs> items, pending review or immediate direction. Okay, so I appreciate a shout-out to Placeholder and Ralston for acknowledging what I basically just said. Every time, I swear to God, I'm not reading ahead. I do this shit constantly in SCP. Losses incurred by the foundation exceeded $1.4 million in recontainment and veil maintenance alone. Overseer Council, in hearing Dr. Director Placeholder's proposal for enactment of SCP-6747, eventually authorizes execution under Project X Machina. Hold on a fucking second. Is the objective to bring King back because only he's good enough to run all this shit? Okay, then I, I retake it back. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed. Well, if, you can do, if you can just bring him right back, what's the problem at that point? <laughs> There's no the problem. But, well, the problem is that you're only bringing him back based on the combined imagination, so it's everyone's opinions of King. Well, maybe the opinions are better than the actual guy. Maybe, but if it's not the same King, then you don't know if it's going to... Like, There's so many factors that go into... It's just get like the Goku. Fucking, just it's take like the, the shit and take Goku out. <laughs> It's like the full metal alchemist question, right? Like, what really makes up a human being, you know? Um, like, like it's not just the fucking things he has degrees in. Like, what makes him able to work for the Foundation and do what he does is different than just, oh, he knows a lot about this shit. 
Well, we have a addendum one scientific context. Goody. I like this. Cannot display no character! Exclamation. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, didn't Warning message it. not found. I like it because it's like they're yelling at you. It's cannot display no character! Intro to narrativics and general relativity. Oh, oh, oh hold on, hold on. This is this is important. There's actually uh, an important uh, footnote in that little message. Oh. Look, it says break the chains in green text. Interesting. We have a picture of some stars. In submission to the Foundation Academic Consortium by Dr. Placeholder McDoctorates, PhD. 2027-0407. It's very green for space. This is like Hamilton's space. This is where he came from. <laughs> the Hamilton world. <laughs> Fictionality and physics. What does it mean for a universe to be partially or wholly fictional from a physical perspective? The typical conception of fiction as non-real or pre-written is particularly misaligned from modern understanding. In a pataphysical sense, fictionality denotes the extent to which one reality can affect and or be affected by universes to which it is pataphysically linked, i.e. it is imagined by a sapient entity as a non-real scenario. In a, in a similar sense, fictionality denotes the proportions which any given event can be caused, i.e. inspired, by the imagination of a sapient entity in another similar universe. The antiquated tames for such entities are orphans for higher beings and metafictional entities for lower ones. This is like, I know this is like actually just trying to paint a story, but it is funny to think the authors jacking themselves off so hard that it's like, authors are really gods creating worlds, okay guys? Just so you know, we are higher beings. The present pataphysical model views all entities as characters, each possessing its own narrative potential energy relating to its mass, velocity, narrative trajectory, related to Kiva radiation and normal environments. Okay. Kiva radiation is like the religious Yeah, that's like faith, I believe it is. Yeah. Every known functional reality space, to date, possesses at least one narrative dimension. The simplest case is a narratively one-dimensional universe, which is wholly fictional, and only exists in the minds of its imaginers. Well, hold on, doesn't that go against the Dash A1 earlier that was like a zero domel? Well, sim- yeah, but it's like, that's like nothing there, so it's not as simple. This is like the simplest oh. example of this, it's like, that's like a weird one. Ah, uh, gotcha. Characters in this universe are one-dimensional, often called flat characters as they lack the narrative depth or physical, metaphysical and pataphysical levels, to make independent decisions from their author. Anything that happens in a narratively one-dimensional universe is 100% tied to an event that a pataphysically linked entity imagines simultaneously on another plane of existence. So they're kind of getting to the idea that like, you can write a character that has enough dimensions that they start doing their own things. Yeah. So Alan Wake. Yeah. I see. This is really funny because we just played an episode of Alan Wake and this is like very similar concepts. Yeah, I kind of dig it. The second simplest case is our own reality, which is narratively two-dimensional. This universe space is unique in its narrative balance, as it possesses one fictional dimension and one real dimension, i.e. it is 50% fictional and 50% real. Semi-fictionality of known reality, initially theorized by, um, I'm not sure what, senior researcher uh, Emeritus S.A. Swan, oh, that one of the OO1 proposals, and later proven by SR archivist Emeritus I.H. Pickman, another OO1 proposal. <laughs> Uh, heads up, SR is senior, I think. That's right, yeah, sorry. Senior research. I said it right the no, first time, then I forgot. I, I'm not going to make fun of you for that with how many fucking terms there are in this article. I don't blame you playing it safe. On average, across our entire universe, 50% of all events are caused or influenced by pataphysical transmission, imagining, while the other 50% are governed by our universe's laws of physics, determinism. Does this imply that we were created, but we're not flat characters, so we're able to make well, our own we're not part of the SCP universe. We're above that, I guess. 
Yeah. So we're even a step further. So maybe we're the... Oh, hold on. Footnote 7. Okay. Personnel are reminded that free will does not exist. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. And then we have uh, some some diagrams. Okay. So an elastic story is kind of like the concept of causality so in elastic, I imagine. Yeah, elastic from... I can, I can tell what to go for elastic. Elastic is a set ending. So you can go wherever you want before that, but you're going to get the same result in the end. I think that's kind of how causality works in Berserk too, because mm. you can. They mention like how there's a there's an ocean that you can't change, but you can leap at the right moments and cause little ripples. So concentric like, seems to be um, again. So if, there's really like, all for control. Concentric. There are like the beginning stops and end you need to go mirrored. There are like yeah. specific things that have to happen, but everything else is sort of up to you, I guess. Well, what it implies that you go in the shape, so it's like. Top, left, middle, right, top, down, and then, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you can do anything you want at the beginning and end, but the middle, the the, the path between those two things is always going to be the same, it looks like. Branching, branching it looks like, is obvious. Branching is freedom. That's freedom. <laughs> you can make yeah. choices. Freedom's that way. Nodal, I'm not sure about nodal. Yeah, now they're just making shit Constellation, up. everything, usually is in control. Constellation is just like, you're free. Freedom's that Constellation, Const- Constellation, I was I was going to assume it was, oh god, I had a thought, and now it's leaving me. Hold on. I, I, I assume Constellation, I assume Constellation, because Constellations are also vague, it's like the scurrent of this, where it's like, oh, that's everything that doesn't fit into these categories. Right, maybe. The Arthur entities, i.e. hyperdimensional characters pataphysically linked to our universe, exist in free or greater narrative dimensions, each increasing the extent to which its respective reality is real. Oh! Okay, so this this article is acknowledging that authors are like the gods of their world yeah. or whatever. Okay, uh, it's a little too jack offy for me, but I'll roll with it. That is to say, a universe possessing three narrative dimensions—one fictional, two real—is thirty-three percent fictional and sixty-six percent real. Hold on a second. As such, narrative phenomena are significantly less prevalent. Where's the one percent? As narrative dimensions increase, this is hypothesized to cause a greater proportion of inspiration derived from lower universes i.e. an author being inspired by a character's choices, and the reduced prevalence of narrative-slash-imagined structures, including, but not limited to, physical, metaphysical, and anomalous phenomena, resulting in hyperdimensional entities' desire to imagine non-real scenario in which said phenomena are possible. These consequences of the universal tendency to become more real, with additional narrative dimensions, are thought to be responsible for most anomalous phenomena in the local reality group. Do you need me to take over, by the way? I think I can keep going until we get into these purple like, little speeches here. Alright, let's do it. So I quite like this, because I, I always like meta stuff. I'm sort of an outlier. <laughs> I don't mind meta stuff, and in fact, if we had read this article, say, a year or two ago, I think I would be, like, creaming my pants. But I think I've gotten to a point where I've seen so much well, of I it. I like this one, because it's going so deep SCP. into the mechanics of it. Yeah, it's played a lot, a lot of thought has gone to this. I think if they weren't acknowledging the author entities, aka like people who write SCPs, I would like it a lot more. But right now, to me, it feels a little jack. Well, something else to do is it also sort of indicates that the author is not necessarily non-fictional. They also have an author on top of them writing them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just kind of interesting. You know, if my writer's listening. Well, he's my, if my writer was listening, he just needs to listen. He's fucking writing. What if I'm your saying. writer's listening? He should write. He's not listening. He's speaking because if I because <laughs> my lines would be written by him. He knows what I'm saying. <laughs> he's the one writing. It. Well, that's not true because it acknowledges that like if you're not a flat character, you can make your own decisions. Yeah. So there's like just the on, difference guys. of what our dimension is narrative. This plot's getting pretty boring. Like, give me some money. Yeah. It's, you know, it should make get some world hoffered in here. Yeah, come on. The setting's a little dull, don't you think? 
Well, well, here's the question. Does every single person on the planet have their own writer, or is there one writer and some of us are clearly not as important to them as I others? Think that, it's, it's difficult to say. Well, in the SCP Wiki context, there's there's lots of writers, but there's one right. universe, I guess. Right. But with us, the, uh, we don't well, necessarily people, know. If yeah, people, a lot of people are contributing to the Tannany Wiki. Yeah. It's a difference of like, is this the the Earth Wiki or is this fucking Gravity's Rainbow of Stories where there's just a bajillion characters and a lot of them don't matter? Archetypicality and modern ontokinetics. From a practical standpoint, what exactly does it mean for an event to be partly fictional? To best understand this concept, we must first understand how exactly inspiration is transferred from one pedophysically linked universe to another. When a two-dimensional or more character imagines a non-real scenario, its pedophysical intent becomes encrypted as narrative data. This narrative intent particle dubbed <coughs> the Imaginon exists simultaneously in all narratively lower dimensions, protecting that universe's total Imaginon structure. Imaginons of different types of different types, though. Today, eight types of Imaginon particles have been formally discovered, corresponding to the eight-stepped abstraction of A, Reacts to create narrative structures, which combines large narrative structures, and so on. This this is this must be how Star Wars fans felt when Midichlorians got introduced. I was like, you had me, and now there's Imaginons. <laughs> it's like you made it too sciency. I give. I know it's SCP. I know it's part of it, but it's like, come on now. A given universe's composite composite Imaginon structure is called its universal narrative, or A, antiquated alpha narrative. Uh. In a sense, the A is its universe's one fictional dimension. It's tied to the structures of its universe at a physical level. This can be best understood by observing an approximation of our own A. Oh, this is smart. The hero's journey. Oh, uh, every every freshman uh, English major would be like, I know what this is. So a common instruction, A utilizes a metafictional tool. Like, imagine looking at it and it's like, ah, this is the principle by which the universe works for me. God, there are so many writers who would hate. Imagine that looking idea. like TV tropes. Like TV tropes is the record of everything that can happen. Anything not listed here cannot happen. That'd be so fucking depressing. Well, well, what about uh, anti narratives? Those, those would they even be on TV tropes? Well, anti narratives are like fucking just destroy the narrative. So it's not like a exactly. Cool so would it destroy TV tropes, or would TV tropes keep a record? Because that's like is TV tropes well, now. TV tropes uh, is not a narrative. It's a record. Right, but it's... when you said that TV tropes is the thing that controls the universe, that made it a narrative. Oh, well, I guess then it could destroy that TV tropes. Yeah, so you see what I'm saying? We're actually like, so like if we're you... getting into it now. We're having discussions. So if you like turned the physics of a world into a narrative somehow and then introduced an anti-narrative, you could theoretically like nuke a world. Yeah. Which is interesting because what can become a narrative? You know what I mean? That's how we're going to Because that's such a subjective line. Or maybe you just have to fucking inject some Imaginons into it and then you're good to go. Well, be careful, because when we read the anti-narrative specifically, it does sort of cascade upwards, it says. So once it gets yeah. the book, it then gets your world where the book was written, and then it goes to the world yeah. above you. Is the Davite book an anti-narrative? I don't think so, no. That would be a narrative, if anything. Anti-narrative if destroys anything, narratives. If they're so worried about the Davite book, why don't they just throw an anti-narrative in there? Because it destroys the world, I just told you. Oh, yeah. It eats the universe. Yeah, but do you see what I mean? What I mean is, like, they made the the history of the world a narrative through that, so then you could blow up our world by writing an anti-narrative in the Davite well, book when you probably couldn't have before. Yeah. And it get, but it cascades up and gets you, so why would you do that? Well, I, are we really missing out on much, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it, gets, it gets your writer as well. He's not going to let you do it. 
You're like, oh, no, no, Damn. no. <laughs> You're not pointing no, there. No, no, no. <laughs> I guess it's a matter of how much free will do these characters have. Damn. At the simplest read, quantum atomic molecular levels, A manifests as a two-step abstraction. Is Padaphor... Uh, it's it's Alpha, by the way, not A. Alpha manifests. Okay. Alpha. Is Padaphor of unknown becoming known realizes particles breaking apart and reforming again? What's a Padaphor? Uh, it's like metaphor, I guess. On larger uh, scales... Metaphor for pataphysics? I guess. Hang in there. On larger scales, the extent to which a given structure's behaviours and imitate alpha depends on its resting narrative potential, corresponding to its likelihood to inspire hyperdimensional entities to imagine its existence. So basically, the cooler your world is, the more people want to do stuff because of it, and then that's your resting narrative potential. Generally, lower entropy structures are more likely to function as central entities in story structures, making them more protagonistic. We know what fucking. Oh, actually, there's a science explanation protagonist. An entity possessing above average resting narrative potential, i.e., possessing local pataphysical topology greater than two in local narrow space time. Note antagonists are a former protagonist framed in opposition to another protagonist, and the perceived antagonism is inherently subjective. My resting narrative potential is like fucking 0.3. You imagine more cool stuff. Tops. <laughs> the other writers yeah. want to write about you. Most humans, over 96%, fall within 0.01 dimensions of narrative baseline, and therefore are generics. Uh, I really don't like this narrative, because this implies only the super special, cool OCs are what really change history. This, and it also implies that history is like a narrative of like heroes and villains. This, I don't like that at all. Well, 5% is still a lot of fucking people. Yeah, but I, I, I really don't like that idea. It's like, most of the world are just NPCs that don't matter. But fucking Dr. Big Cock, he's the real hero. <laughs> he can change the timeline. The standard, like, shut the fuck the up. The standard lot of characters, not included in larger story structures, due to inherent disinterests. You're boring. <laughs> Approximately 1.88% of humans score below 2 on the pH narrative complexity scale. I.e. they possess below average narrative potential. This indicates that they are... Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I have to apologize. I misunderstood. It's saying fall within 0.01 of the baseline of the narrative, not that not that uh, 96% of people are, like, that little important. It says only, like, 2% of people are below protagonist level. Mm. This Okay. This indicates... I flipped my opinion around. I apologize, placeholder and Ralston. I thought you were doing the whole, like, only the special people matter, but you were saying most people tend to be within the realms of their narrative, and ba- almost all humans are protagonist level, except for a small number. This indicates that they are more likely to be influenced slash acted upon by the narrative structures around them, causing them to conform into archetypal roles. A character who's below average narrative energy results in a tendency to conform to archetypes as required by local narrative structures. I see. The standard narrative space-time model incorporates 12 archetypes as based in Jungian pataphysics. Briefly put, protagonists possess slightly more independence from narrative structures than average, as they are able to bend story structures towards their goals, while archetypicals are slightly more suggestible to serving as vessels for alpha. Protagonism so alpha is like the idea of the story itself. Yeah, the story so structure. Like the narrative of the world influences that. Okay. So yeah, like, our archetypical is going to serve the purposes of the story. Okay. Protagonism is viewed internally as a form of light reality branding. Excuse me. Agreeing with the modern ontogenetic conception that, <laughs> that any and all reality bending effects can be traced through a distortion of one or a greater narrative, spatial, slash temporal dimensions. This relationship is re- 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 reciprocal. Example, a black hole significantly distorts narrative space-time in its vicinity, a form of non-anomalous reality bending, granting itself both physical and narrative gravity. 
This entails that the black hole will draw other high-density characters, protagonists, towards itself, increasing the likelihood that it will engage in story structures with it. Okay. An expert, because I guess black holes are interesting. <laughs> sure. Intended dialogue missing. Data lost! Find it! No! Find it. You fools! Go out there and find it! Don't show your faces until you have the data! <laughs> Unbelievable. Can we get through one article without missing data? Can I popcorn this to you? Can I fall yeah. up on my sword? This isn't really something to read, it's just a graph, but sure. Please read it. <laughs> addendum 6747-205-Council uh, Proposal. Is addendum 2? Proposal. Devote Foundation resources to the creation, usage, and maintenance of Project X Machina. So I have to count now. Oh, it's, it tells you at the end. We have... Oh, okay. Stalemate. Five yeas, five nays, two who's, who's abstains. One position's vacant. Whose position is that? Uh, nine? fucking rip. Is that nine? What happens to nine? Yeah, nine. Nine's missing. <laughs> Pushes people out of the way. I need to see him! <laughs> Sta- Where's my result, nine? Stalemate reached. Protocol dictates a summit of the Lesser Council. 04 to be called to determine the project of the uh, the outcome of the project was the lesser council a thing before this I, article? I think it's been mentioned briefly like people throw around the term 04 I don't think it really meant anything until it's like the one. vice president of SCP don't do anything well we have actually a footnote tells us about them okay uh, the 04 council is a quorum of around 100 site directors department heads and other A class personnel so it's more like the house of representatives mm. responsible for handling important situations that do not require the attention of overseer council Due to the Oracle 059's vacancy following the conclusion of the Damien Nowak case, 04 Command functions as a tiebreaker for the oft-tied 05 Council. Uh, Nureen Plex unable to be accurately realized. System security increased. 5 out of 7. Uh, another thing that says break the chains. Break the chains of your narrative. Oh, is this going to end with like people breaking out of the narrative of the Wicked? <laughs> Killing <something>? us. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> Addendum 6747-3. Uh, 04 Command Summit. Summit. Uh, video transcript 04-6747-2. Date 2029 Parties present. Summit lead, Director James Michaels. Um, a member of the Site-120 Director Council. Director of the Spatial Disruptions Division of the Department of Ontokinetics. Chosen as the Summit lead for extensive knowledge regarding ontokinetics and the nature of reality. Director Place HMD, PhD, MD. Uh, Director Alastair Vemhoff. I'm not familiar with this man. Uh, A-class personnel, head of the translation department, oldest foundation personnel, excluding <laughs> overseer personnel. Can I be him? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Director Ethan McCarthy Jr., member of the Site-120 Director Council, Director of the Theology Division of the Department of Ontokinetics. Bless you. Can I be him as well? Uh, Sure. Director Daniel Ashworth, a member of the Site 120 Director Council, Director of the Thaumaturgy Division of the Department of Ontokinetics. You can have Around him. <laughs> <laughs> Around 85 other A class personnel. So I guess that's the opposite of D class. It's the most important yeah. doctors. Uh, A class personnel compro- composing the O4 Council. Uh, various managerial personnel. And Soren's friend. Uh, Soren's friend. Soren is not here, but Soren's friend is. <laughs> Alright, so I'll be director James, I'll be placeholder, and I'll be Daniel. And you can be Alistair. Alright! Alistair's the old one. Maybe I'll make him less cartoonishly old, though. No, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> but he's going to be uh, talking a lot. <laughs> forward. Uh, the following transcript is truncated for brevity. Thank Backwards. God. Prior to recording a 4040 stalemate regarding the vote had been reached, Director Vemhoff held the deciding vote in Project X Machina's approval. Despite his attendance, Doc- Director McCarthy Jr. could not fully participate in the summit due to health concerns, linking to another story. Another part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. 
the placeholder universe. Uh, depicted begin transcript depicted in frame are directors Michaels PH why is Michaels spelled with E before A is it Michiels maybe uh, PHMD Vemhoff and Ashworth director Vemhoff <laughs> clears his throat and chatter among the council ceases I forgot which ones I am hang on I'm Ashworth placeholder Michaels okay I'm McCarthy Jr I, I might uh, not even speak to be honest but so if I'm understanding everything correctly you want to bend the universe itself to resurrect the dead, yes? We're not bending anything. Our understanding of our physics has developed significantly For enough... Christ's boy! Don't lawyer me! Answer the question! Come on, it's just not that simple! <clears throat> Raises his hand. Uh, yes, that's exactly what we want to do. We're bending the laws of physics to our whim, which humans have been doing for thousands of years. <coughs> You're all insane! Beg your pardon? You heard me! This is ludicrous! You're toying with forces you don't understand! Uh, okay, Boomer. <laughs> Director, I personally guarantee that the pataphysics department... Pataphysics! We are but children glimpsing at the clockwork of our ticking reality. Oh, cos, or some say cosm. We know <laughs> nothing. You know nothing. This is madness! This is like those like old people in academia that are so full of themselves. Well, actually, I would probably agree with this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. if I was, I was like, if I knew I was a fictional character, I'm not fucking with the story. Uh, honorable d- director, please. The the thesis and components of the project are f- founded upon decades of research. We we know what we're doing. My, you don't need to resurrect one guy. Just hire four people. You fucking idiot. I was there when the department was founded one thousand years ago. <laughs> the motto is once. Killing our gods, freeing us from control. Now we seek to become our own gods. You don't know anything! Silence on recording. Director Vemhoff glances around the meeting room, observing each of the personnel present. Let's assume for a second everything works out fine, and you desecrate King's corpse, and then he comes out of the machine fine and well. What then? Do you even comprehend how much it costs to maintain a local reality space? The amount of precision safeguards required... The personnel required to maintain it every single moment of each day, lest all progress be lost. I just had a realization. What? Now again, I know there's no canon in the SCB wiki, but doesn't, like, 2000 invalidate this whole need? Well, they can't make a specific guy, they just make, like, guys in general. Yeah, but wouldn't he be one of the guys they made if he's so fucking important? Well, 2000 doesn't always exist. It exists when it needs to. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Uh, Which one was fucking Ashworth? Uh, it doesn't have to end there. We could we could bring back anyone, Vemhoff. Think about it. I understand what this thing can do. We could bring back Hannah. Or Rhea, even. Oh, don't fucking bring up his grandchildren or whatever. Uh, Dr. Hannah Rivera and Dr. Rhea Michaels. Two deceased personnel responsible for Site-120's founding in 1916. Oh my god, how old is this guy? If this is in 2029, he's like a, a hundred... He's like... And, he, and if... Oh god. Oh god. Dr. Vemhoff's expression changes from apparent aggression to contemplation. Yes, Alistair. Don't you think they'd be proud of what we've done with the place? But. There's no but. Look, I know what you're trying to say. I'm definitely no narrative expert. But if this man, to be fair, this guy has no backbone of like the first time his loved one's coming back mentioned. It's like, oh, I guess it's fine then. (laughs) Director Ashworth points towards Director PHMD. Says it's safe? Then I don't know who else. This guy wrote the article. Yeah, he's so smart <laughs> and good, and he's definitely an author guy. 
<laughs> Silence on recording. Director Vemhoff casts a vote in favor. No! Director Vemhoff no! trusted those Zoomers. Uh, Final v- Afterward. Sorry. Before. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Afterward. Final vote tallied 41-40-0, yielding an overseer council vote of approved 652. Oh my god, all of that and they only count for one vote. I guess that's why they're the tiebreaker, though. Project X Machina cleared for resource request. Hazard detection... Wait a minute. Shouldn't it have been 4139? No. Or no, he just hadn't voted yet. Okay. Hazard detection system crash. Imaginon underflow! Exclamation. No, my Imaginon's are spilling out my pocket. No. Don't help me pick them up. <laughs> do you want to take over again, or do you want sure. me to keep going? Well, I can have just, like, one more, like, little addendum, and I'll come back. Alright, you want me to do this one? Please, please. Project X Machina. Initial proposal. 2029-0913. Director Placeholder, HMD, PhD, Pataphysics Department, Archetypicals Division. Purpose. Revive relevant administrative personnel to escape preceding their natural death by injection into a mesofictional causality bubble and subsequent retrieval via blank XMCD slash 2 Paradox Exodus engine. Abstract. A member of A-class personnel serving in significant administrative capacity perished accidentally and requires revival to resume duty. Again, this whole thing could be resolved by not having a dude in charge of four fucking departments. Uh, This is an opportunity to get new guys in charge. (laughs) Would they would think. literally rather revive people than like pay workers. <laughs> <laughs> Spend three trillion on this fucking god device, but God forbid four people have a salary and benefits. Uh, various other methods of resurrection, uh, such as the utilization of consciousness trapping items, quantum approximation, natural phenomena, or thaumaturgic rituals. Uh, those are all links, but I don't know how I click them because the footnote disappears. Oh, if you move fast enough, I see. Okay. Have proven unsuccessful due to inherent imprecision and replication of consciousness state, traits, and exact resting narrative potential topology. As such, SCP-6747 is to be pursued as a method of reproducing heavily protagonistic characters. So this is like the Doctor's super special. Uh, Method. SCP-6747's success is not dependent on the existence slash maintenance of a resurrected entity's physical body. Coincidentally, late senior administrator director J.A. King's brain possesses several anomalous augmentations granting it creative and interpretational capabilities far beyond human or computational capacity as such said brain and associated nervous system is to be excised and incorporated as the central computing system of scp-6747-b a pocket universe creation slash manipulation slash maintenance engine scp-6747-b like we can do this mobile task forces cost a lot of money right yeah why don't Mm -hmm. We make Goku and bring him out and just have him do it. But but Goku would be like giving sensu beans to six eight two. You feel no, me? No, we'll right. We we'll, like, we'll make some adjustments to Goku with my fanfic Goku. Edgier. Six seven four seven B King will be used to study universes of varying dimensionalities, specifically those which are. Ma- well, another danger to that right is say so they know that there are author entities that control them. Let's say they bring forth Goku. Then the author of people above them would have control of Goku more but than But then they. the article would get removed for copyright infringement and the universe would end. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, King will be used to study universes of varying dimensionality, specifically those which are mathematically curious or possess behaviors yet undefined. Studies date... Studied data will then be employed to generate a causality bubble, CB6747, capable of fully replicating personnel and narrative and intellectual capacities, using as few resources as necessary. 
M is reserved as the theoretical lowest value of narrative topological complexity, able to sustain functional narrative structures in M31 space. An M narrative dimension, 6747's alpha, possesses a mesolinear structure that can be directly edited via injection of imagined on particle types. So basically, people are influenced by their narratives. By keeping the narrative space super small, you can influence the narrative and thus influence the person however you want. I say. I think. I think. If I understand I think, that right. I think you're right. A general eight-step cyclical alpha abstraction. A character rests in a known state, is motivated to change its state, enters an unknown state, searches to enact said change, locates a vessel to allow said inaction, retrieves said vessel at a significant cost, returns to the known world, having enacted its desired... So, the hero's yeah. journey. Corresponding to eight categories of imagine on... Oh, fuck me. Fantastic. Why did you have to put midichlorians in your goddamn article? It's not the imagine ons. I hate this. <laughs> like on my fucking death, but like tell me about this, the imagine. See, it goes, it goes from being a really cool meta concept to like authors jacking off author concepts. I hate it. Okay, so we have zero the nullion, a neutral narrative particle, zero spin. The spin? One the, the motivon, chain structure initializer, you know, spin. Two, exploron, more like fucking moron. Hey. Binds maybe, with motivons to much. yield resolvons bidirectional I spin. I hate that they tried it. What? Maybe a bit much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm mad. I'm just mad that they're trying to take like I don't know. I know that's SCP's thing is making science out of cool shit, but it's just like I hate the idea of like simplifying like human desires to like story tropes and fucking like science terms. You know what I mean? It just ugh. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I'm not trying to be mean to you, uh, PhD in Ralston. This is a good article. I just, uh, I really hate it. Not the article, but like that concept specifically of imaginons. Uh, so resolve on bidirectionally motivates structural resolution, producing McGuffion. Omnidirectionally linked high density particles composed of complex motivon resolve on chains. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Having some fun here. <sighs> Brian Griffin on. Sacrion, bidirectionally linked particle necessary for formation of return on, unidirection, unidirectionally linked reintegrates that? imagined structures with macro narrative. I also don't know what. Kadent- this is very hard to tell what these are actually doing. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. Motive on motivation. Well, no, it's different because like enter an unknown they correspond state. to them. So, I don't know. So it's, I, I have to be so honest. Saying, the imagine is very strange because they don't seem to really like contribute much to the article here. Yeah, it just—they're trying too hard to put a science on things that there shouldn't be a science to. Uh, you know what? Though, at least I'm glad that we've established and they've established in their world that this is just for their world, not necessarily the world that the authors live in. Mm. Like, just some author decided to make their world unnecessarily tedious, and that wasn't necessarily Ralston and placeholder. That might just be a part of the whole sciency world of SCP. But I apologize to them. Uh, these fictional characters that they their world is like this, uh, and then we have seven cadential boson theoretical particle like, responsible. Hello, hello. hello. responsible Adam? for the cadential field uh, through which narrative. Bosom. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bosom; it's boson. You bozo, madam. Your bosom. <laughs> okay, the Higgs bosom. This is the horniest discovery of this episode. <laughs> You literally just said the word bosom. I'm sure I've been hornier on podcasts before than that. With Cassie? Uh, Yeah. That that wasn't even horny. That was hornier than saying the word bosom. (laughs) Bosom. I said it three times now. (laughs) Okay, now now you might be topping it. Sorry. We're topping it. (laughs) Well, we also had that exchange at the start of the episode as well. (laughs) 
I don't even remember what we talked about at the start of the you, episode. You, it's you already been crazy. an hour. You start ago. so you like read more of viewers. Oh, oh god, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> anyway, I don't even remember what comment I was so mad about. Now I just remember you like me being like, "Oh, did I say something that's going to get me canceled? What does Reem mean?" I I meant to, like chew them out. Financial uh, book. Well, I, I swear I'll get through the last Imaginon, guys. It's happening. Cadential <laughs> boson! Theoretical <laughs> particle responsible for the cadential like. field through which narrative energy is released following the successful execution of alpha-aligned story structures. Okay, we did, we did it. it. We, what did we do? <sighs> we got through it. End excerpt. 33% or greater anti-Nareem Plex structure detected within current documents. System lock engaged. 777 uh, harvest. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll come back. Now. Wait, that's that's funnier if it's Shigechi. Harvest. <laughs> He's in control. SCP six seven four seven attempts forward on twenty twenty nine eleven oh seven backwards. Following the successful initialization of broad project X machina subcomponents, dash B was used to generate and stabilize causality bubble dash A three. To ascertain if the universe is sufficiently narratively anchored and can be utilized for the SCP, the following tests were attempted. Mm-hmm. Attempt A slash 1-3. Intent. Generating a, generate a simple narrative describing a single red apple and attempt extraction to baseline. Reaction. Preconstructed narrative accepted into Dash A3's universal structure. Despite minor power and stability fluctuations observed shortly after, the bubble gradually approached stability following test conclusion. Outcome. Retrieved item exhibits inexplicable narrative phenomena, simultaneously displaying characteristics of protagonistic and archetypal en- archetypical entities. Various site operations are impeded by items sudden relevance in a plurality of local story structures. Researchers are going, I love that. Oh, the, like, this, this shit is what I'm into here. Yeah. The, the apple is suddenly a MacGuffin, basically, <laughs> for everything around it. <laughs> That's fun. So, like, the idea... Because the idea is, like, they can make it more important by affecting the narrative, so their idea is, like, they made the apple a fucking MacGuffin. Well, they didn't even yeah, mean that. I mean, they just wanted to make an apple. Yeah. But it's, like, the apple is suddenly vital to all these other stories. I love it. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. The does that imply that the story. apple... Does that imply that the apple from the Bible is because they did this? Hold on. Attempt B27. Intent. Generate a minimal narrative describing a deceased canine. Uh, the uh-huh. subject chosen for the experiment was direct to Ashworth to see Stark, chosen for enhanced narrative potential and the av- availability of relevant information. Sure thing. Sure it was, Ashworth. Does this explain why there's so many stories about, like, the dog saint that, like, ate a guy or ate a baby or something? I, think, I don't know about that. I think we're maybe going go a little outside the box there. Yeah. Prior to its death, an attempt extraction of significant narrative density to baseline. Oh, oh wait, I think this is an old Yeller reference. Yeah, I went to I went to deep cut. Re- I think it's like old Yeller. Reaction. Preconstructed narrative accepted. Over a 72-hour period, the SCP undergoes slight fluctuation in narrative topology, eventually stabilizing to manifest the expected outcome. Outcome. Um, following its extraction to baseline, the retrieved entity exhibited behaviors imitating that of cliched protagonistic canine, disregarding all known pre-resurrection traits. They made him generic. No. Something goes and nesterization request has been denied by heightened frequency of SCP B soothing duties. So basically, uh, what I'm getting is this doctor tried to bring his dog back, and just but it wasn't really his dog. Generic dog. Yeah, and he's like, please anesthetize me, and they're like, fuck you. 
That's sad. Attempt C for... Fuck, fuck the foundation. Why can't... Do you have enough pills pills to spare an amnestization? There's a different doctor that requested amnestization. Did you want the dog to be anesthetized? Yes. Okay. Attempt C30. Intense. Generate a static narrative describing a human male working as an experienced technical engineer for Project X Machina and extract a baseline. The shit they'll do rather than hire people. Yeah, for real. I'll create a man. <laughs> this explains why there's so many people in the Foundation now, though. Reaction. Pre-constructed narrative accepted into SCP-A3 structure. Dash B experienced a large a number of large power fluctuations and high temperatures over an 80-hour period as reality bubbles slowly approach stability. Narrative structure eventually fully processed without exceptional complications. Outcome. Resultant entity, self-identifying as technician John H. Doe, didn't even give him a proper fucking name, exhibits a cooperative and cordial personality and regularly performs repairs on secondary SCP equipment. Due to above-average intelligence, capacity for advanced problem-solving and overall expertise, Technician Doe has been granted official employment within the Foundation and is presently assigned to Project X Machina. Yeah, but how he has, like, no ID, no nothing. Well, how does he get, the foundation like, a life outside of work? Year, I imagine. Yeah, I know, but, like, do you not see the, like, capitalist dystopia yeah. of just, like, hiring, like... Imagine you are created fucking... and you find out they did the bare minimum <laughs> in, like, describing you. It's like, what's yeah. my name? It's like, oh, yeah, what is your name? <laughs> This is what we were talking about in Alan Wake when it's like they strip you of everything but like your work personality. That's that's what these guys are. Attempt D49. Intent. Generate a liminal narrative describing Dr. King, Director King in his office a day prior to his death and extract a baseline. Begin transcripts. This is what they put in, I guess. Director King. Oh, the fact that Director King has a, has a green here makes me think that like that involves the green footnotes from earlier. Director King is depicted sleeping, seated at his office's desk. He awakes, scanning his surroundings, and proceeds to stir at the opposite wall in apparent contemplation. Moments later, Director King reacts to an unseen entity upon his office's floor and becomes uncharacteristically hostile. No, fuck, it's not supposed to... God damn it, why don't you just leave me alone? A wormhole forms, permitting the Paradox Engine's entrance into the Dash A3. Three Archetypicals personnel emerge from the vessel and calmly approach Director King. Something appears unaware of their arrival, remaining fixated on the wormhole. Director, can you hear me? We need to go. We don't have much time. Director King looks to an unseen entity at the mouth of the wormhole, ignoring containment personnel. My time? What the hell are you talking about? Director, are you fine? Can you see us? What? Director King lunges towards the wormhole aggressively. What the hell is he doing? Containment personnel show confused glances. Dr. Saxon approaches Director King and contacts his shoulder to no response. The latter breathes heavily. Oh! Oh, I think I know what's happening. Remember they mentioned protagonists can bend story structures to their will? Mm. And he has high protagonist uh, energy or whatever. And they're introducing him to like a narrative with like the lowest possible thing. So he's basically about to become a god, right? Of his like Maybe. little world they've created. But Director King has it expunged and then vessel. Yeah, so basically he's about to become a god now. Well, I think it's like, I, I'm interpreting I think it's like possessing him. Like possessing oh, the character here. Maybe he's you're seeing right. something I, coming out of a wormhole here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I was off. Well, it's like not even possessing the guy, possessing the fictional fictional character. That's interesting. Director King's facial features are distorted significantly as he attempts to damage the uh, Paradox Engine's hull. Local reality begins to violently stabilize, resulting in the appearance of a fractal, heptagonal spiral at Director King's back. Containment personnel are commanded to abort mission, quickly retreating into the ship and returning to baseline. <laughs> Outcome. Dash A3 abandoned during experiment due to inexplicable character narrative corruption. 
Senderous encryption of this corruption has led to the vague discovery of a number of new entities within the bubble. Further research ongoing and hereby lifted to Echi class priority, sorry. Return to addendum uh, <laughs> six for further details. Yes, you get it right. Addendum I'm six. I'm learning. I can uh, actually intake information. Tim, we're already over now. I was going to say, so much left. this may have to be a part two. Well, I don't think it'll take a full part two, but we'll have to like finish this. I know the fans part. hate a part two, but like, goddamn, this is a big so. article. Blame me. And that's I a good stopping point anyway, I'd say. Yeah. So, can you keep track of where we were yes, at? Yes, absolutely. We are... Right before um, alert. We picked a good spot because it changes like, layout very suddenly. Yeah. Okay, cool. I have to say, I, although right. there have been sort of, I wouldn't say it's as as sort of cohesive as the last entry in admonition. I am still enjoying it, 6 8. Like, you know, 6 8 I am, was, I, 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 was, I, I am think, too. was, great, was more, yeah. sort of, more focused, I would say. Yeah. I, I agree, and I think. I appreciate you calling me. I didn't want to be too mean during the Imaginon thing. I don't want to give the wrong impression. I do think that so far... I'm not going to give a rating yet because we haven't finished, but so far I do think this is a genuinely really good article, and it's clear they put a lot of work and thought into it, and I appreciate that. Um, But just because there are parts I strongly disliked, I don't think that means I'm going to throw out the the baby with the bath, so to speak. My Um, only issue, it feels like, especially with the Imaginon stuff... It feels like we've got like a good through line that we go, but sometimes for some reason we're just going to the side for like an extended period of time. With, yeah, like, information if they we took out like really a need. little more of the techno babble and just went more with what they're, the story they're trying to tell here, I think that would have gone a long way. Rather than like get, they, they get lost a little in the weeds, I think. Um, but I like it a lot so far. There's a lot of things I like. There's a couple things I don't like, but overall I think this is pretty damn good, and I can't wait to finish it next week. Or if you want, we can go long and try to do it. I think it's probably all... best to do um, this as a part two, and then maybe another article next week yeah. as well. Apologies to Lan. I know he hates the part twos. He hates. He hates discovering SCP. Yeah, he's like, I hate when they break it up into episodes. Uh, Tan sent me a thing that says Darno, and they start talking about a man. <laughs> you, you will never know the end to that meme. <laughs> That image existed. Posting the uh, for this week is posting the comments which meme you think it is. I sent him. Wow. Okay, that was a good laugh. A much needed laugh. Hopefully, I'll remember all this shit when we re- continue next week. But for now, we have some comment readings to do, don't we? Uh, we do, absolutely, yes. Let me get that open. Uh, let's see. It's always weird when I open the podcast episode and I hear your voice for a split second because, like, it doesn't sound any different than you speaking to me on mic, obviously, in Discord. So it's like, is he talking? Is it talking? It. Yeah, it being it being the fucking vessel version of you. All right, you ready? For the comments? We actually got a lot this week. We haven't had that many for a while, but we have 24 know, comments. Finally, finally. Granted, some Your of them turns. are replies, but still, we have, like, a, more than normal, which is nice. Uh, Crowcat says, listening to this reminded me how much I love 6820. I've always really liked 682. How it's been fleshed out over the years from test logs to other articles is super interesting to me. Then 6820 takes it to its logical conclusion and it fucking rocks. You pretty much encapsulated my feelings on it, buddy. Like 682, like Uh, your feelings, not regarding it, no one can deny it's like one of the pillars of the fucking like fictional universe at this point. You think of SCP, you think of the statue and you think of the big lizard. I think what helps it too, aside from being like iconic, is I think it's one of 
I know it's not really a canon, but it feels like one of the earliest, if not the earliest, like, true collaboration effort. Like, I'm sure there were articles before where, like, two authors were like, yeah, team up. But, you know, like, authors nowadays, they do these big collab projects. But, like, I feel like, at least in the early days, every fucking author wrote, like, a test log for 682. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that was, like, a right fucking which, passage. Just, like, you have a new SCP. Let's see if it can kill the big lizard. Yeah, exactly. Which, in a sense, kind of connected everyone, and I think made everyone more attached to it because everyone had a little bit to do with six eight two. Everything, yeah, exactly. Whether or not it can kill the lizard, everyone had a little bit to do with it, which I think grew everyone's attachment to it as a community, which is kind of cool. New SCP challenge: Go to a given article and see how many crosslinks it takes to get you to six eight two. Oh my god, that's I like that. Um, the Harbinger says, Admonition gets wild. Can't wait for episode five. I don't know. If, how many are we going to do? Are we doing all of well, that? I guess it depends on... Well, I'm going to be honest. We're not going to do all in a row. I don't expect us to do that, but probably eventually we'll sort of get through it. Shythalia says, In this episode, 682 dies and becomes a god. Is this Homestuck? Uh, Banker Paul says, zero, zero, zero. That's not modern Darnell. Wait, what? What was Classic zero, zero, zero? What will it be? <laughs> Post in the comments what you think it is. I, I, sorry, I was listening back. It was the warning, warning, obviously, but like I don't, I don't know what he means by that's not modern. Uh, fun fact: Cosmic Top <laughs> Secret is a real security. Le- cl- well, I don't know. Uh, fun fact: Cosmic Top Secret is a real security clearance level in NATO. Don't scroll down. There are no comments. Paul. What'd you say? Liapole. Yeah, he is a liar. Uh, Dino Tales says, oh shit, we haven't heard from Dino Tales in a while. Hell yeah, welcome Dino- back. Welcome back, Dino Tales. Good to see you, buddy. Dino Tales says, really I'm so glad, glad you guys Dino because he's always been really nice to us and always been very positive and um, loyal, you know? Well, his character arc is he realized we're never going to read his like three recommendations he used to put in every episode, so he just comments now. <laughs> I feel so bad. As, as a reward, post a recommendation, I will read it, I promise. Uh, don't believe his lies, but you might as well give it a shot, I guess. This is only applies uh, to Dinosaurs. The rest of you can go to hell. <laughs> uh, you know, this is going to give him like a crisis too because he's going to have to pick one exactly. article. If you post more this than one article, you won't read any of them. You have to decide what the top this article you want to read. This is one of my sadistic is. jigsaw games. If you say Ouroboros, we won't it's read like, it either. Hello, Dino Tales. You constantly <laughs> post recommendations in the comments, but can you recommend the path to life? Make your choice. Uh, Dino Tales says, really glad you guys read this one. Really hope you guys read some of the other admonition stuff. I have great news for you. I, I just realized my jigsaw impression just Kylo Ren. <laughs> How old you've become. It's got, it's got some really interesting com- concepts, though it can be a little hard to follow from time to time. That being said, Anomalous, erase the concept of Tanhony and Darnell from the local news sphere. Anomalous, no! <laughs> oh god, he's gone. Thankfully, Anomalous spared me. Um, hang on, let me write Can Honey back into existence real quick. Just uh, and done. Oh, what happened? Oh, nothing much. Uh, we have more comments. Oh, hey, you I need to get my other self out of the void so we can fuse. <laughs> oh no, we fused. Uh, this is the peak of storytelling. <laughs> Remember when our lore used to be good? When? <laughs> good point. 
Christopher Hale says, I tend to dislike the Site-17 deep well canon in general, just from the general concept and how badly it's implemented in a lot of articles for it. But Admonition is absolutely the exception. What the fuck is Site-17 deep So deep well is a canon, I believe, where it's all like a big corrupt foundation. It's very much focused on that. Admonition, I believe, is sort of like... I thought that was just all the foundation That's the focus of it, though. Ah, I see. Admonition, I believe, is sort of in a very, very similar universe, but slightly different, I believe. I'm I'm not 100% on that. Okay. The four articles that currently make it up... Wait, didn't someone mention Admonition 5? I'm confused. Uh, the four articles that currently make it up are some of my absolute favorites on the wiki, if only for the extremely cool concepts and images and the absolutely god-tier presentation. I'd be super interested in seeing you two tackling the other three articles released. 6747-6659 and 6488 in that order. I did just have well, a look. I... Uh, there are only four episodes. I don't know what, I can... what about reading the fifth one's about. Maybe he implied that we would write Admonition 5, but we'd have to have placeholder on for that, and that's too much work. Uh, also, fun fact, Cosmic Top Secret is the actual name of the highest information security level for NATO. Now I believe it. I didn't believe it when Liar Paul said it, but now that Christopher Truthful, Hale said it. on his tail. Sometimes real life is weird. <laughs> Christopher Hale and Michael Paul is like the Jesus up, and Devil meme. <laughs> That almost makes it more damning, though, because in the SCP universe where they have all these bullshit containment classes, the the most creative thing they could think of for their highest order was to copy NATO. Exactly. Like Those losers? Lot. It should have been something like fucking Super God XX OC Special Doctor Lockdown. Luciferio. Luciferia. That would have been tight. Uh, Hamilton says, I love this one. Thank you, Hamilton. I love Thank this one, for... darling. <laughs> Thanks, Hamilton. Very cool. This is this is off topic, but what was my voice I did for Ion in Aetheral Space? It was, it was a little bit like this, I think. It was a little bit like Khajiit or something. Yes, Khajiit but with less cat. I love this one. Like that? Yeah. I love this one. Sobek says, I love DSCP and the co-hosts, Blank and Darnell. Darnell and Blank have such great chemistry and witty banter. Uh, no. Lan said. <laughs> Lan said, "If we all reality." Lan said, "If we all agree to forget." <laughs> Poor Lan. Lan said, "If we all collectively agree to forget about Tan Honey, we can erase him from the new sphere and finally destroy him once and for all." Wait, so what? He he exists only as an he exists solely as an amalgamation of our nightmares and fears. Every time he does the wah anomalous, can you play like the Super Mario 64 like game over like do 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 Don't actually do that, that's too long of a bit. Um Comedy Man Kelp says, Man, I understand perfectly why Darnell doesn't want to read Ouroboros because its length makes it not well suited for the podcast format. But at the same time, I'm kind of bummed because it's my favorite story on the site. Nice comedy, uh, Kelp Man. Yeah. It's not comedy, that was just kind of a statement. Uh, this is the comedy, man. I don't know if you realized. Crocat says, We've already read one fourth of Ouroboros, which I don't think is real. Well, it's made of articles, but like, in terms of length, definitely. Oh, okay, I was I was under the impression it was like this one big, like over hundred k word article or five hundred k word or whatever the fuck. I didn't realize it was split up into articles. Yeah, we've, that's we're, different. We're, we're, if that's the case, and we can do it one episode at a time, I'm willing to read it. But everyone kept telling me like, "Oh, it's over five hundred thousand words. Oh, it's so long." I thought it was like one fuck off article. There is one that is a big fuck off article. It's a tale, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Quaker Buttonnose says, oh, this pisses me off because Tanhoney did not listen to me when I was out. 
Hold on. Says, I sure do love. No, 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 no. You misunderstood because this comment was posted. That comment it was okay. I will will admit to this. I did do it wrong first, and for a brief time, (sighs) the the, the previous this episode, the previous episode was available twelve hours before it should have been. When I became aware of this, I uh, took it down and scheduled it properly. In that brief, okay, so you did fix it. I did fix it, but in that brief time, this thief listens to it. Quaker Button, though, says, I sure do love listening to the new DSCP episode at the correct time and not 12 hours early. That being said, that kind of warms my heart because that means Quaker is, like, the only one, aside from Guare, who mentioned it, that, like, follows us on Spotify. Because <laughs> everyone else otherwise would have got the notification. Follow us on Spotify. Maybe I'll make more mistakes like this in the future. Hmm. Uh, Orchid Stream says, Placeholder. I'm more of a place thrower myself. The UK is my favorite place to throw. Interesting. Uh, Guare SCP said... See, this pissed me off. This, that's right. Darnell is easily attracted to shiny CSS, so I can conclude he's actually a bird. First of all, fuck what do you. Think you. Of I usually hate when people give too much credit to CSS, but I really liked what was done with 682 because I felt like it didn't intrude on the article, and it was like just right to set the tone of it. And I kind of like the admonition stuff in general because it's like supposed to be this big epic shit. But like, I do not just like shiny CSS. In fact, sometimes I hate on things more if I feel like more effort was put into the CSS than the actual article. Because my opinion is that CSS is a great aesthetic for your article, right? It's like great presentation. But if your CSS is better than your article is, I'm going to hate it that much more than if it had just been the article. Because that means as a writer, you focused more on trying to make it look pretty than make your story good, which makes me upset. But... If your article is good enough to match the good CSS, then I think it's awesome. That is my personal opinion on CSS. I don't know what yours is, Tanhoney. I would like to hear it. Um, I think CSS is nice. Is Of course, anything's nice to look at, but it does have to have a solid foundation. The thing you aren't showing me with CSS, I have to like anyway, or else CSS will just stand out as, like, stand no substance. The reason I got mad when we read that cold post is we read a cold post that I felt not only wasn't too great, but it had a lot of errors that could have easily been fixed with like a little bit of crit that weren't fixed in favor of doing the really fancy CSS, and it had a positive rating at the time of reading it, and that's what made me mad about it. Because I feel like the good CSS isn't a bad thing, but they should have spent more time actually critting and like going over their story than like making it look fancy. And then it still got basically rewarded for looking fancy. Um, that's what made me mad. Uh, oh boy, it's Boots says He was actually really thumbnail. angry. Once we stopped recording, you could hear him smashing up his room. <laughs> yeah, I destroyed my desk. I had to get a new screaming. one over the week. Uh, oh boy, it's Boots says the thumbnail. <laughs> LMFA. Oh. Uh, an anomalous writer said. All right, JT. We gotta. All right, let me read anomalous, and then we have to. Talk to JT in the in the comments. Okay. Uh, and anomalous writer says, "Start of admonition. Let's go." JT, I have noticed you doing this thing, and I mentioned it before, where you write like a really tiny comment <laughs> before you watch the episode, and then you edit it later, which pisses me off because I He's feel furious. like. Yeah, I don't know why you're firsting, like, trying to first the episodes. I appreciate that you watch our videos. I love you as a guy. I fucking talked to you about Yomi Hustle. You're one of my favorites on the server. But you gotta stop doing it, man. You gotta stop stealing first before watching the episode. It's fucked up to all the other fans. It's not right. Um, JT says, no, why isn't Anomalous Angie in the thumbnail? Sad. We, I was actually going for in the thumbnail Anomalous being freaked out and panicking. But I guess it looks like he's angry because a couple of people thought that, yeah? 
But we were like, we told Hamill, like, we want it to be an Anomalous freaking out because he doesn't know what to do. So very interesting. Um, sorry, Anomalous, that you were portrayed incorrectly. Um, I'm not sure what you guys mean. I never edit my comments. And if you think otherwise, Erm, you're kind of insane or something. All right, now I'm pissed. You actually have just replied this to me. This was, <laughs> 4D chess. Uh, this was a pleasant uh, surprise. Can you take this guy away? <laughs> August! Uh, this was a pleasant um, surprise for me because December, the admonition... Over here. <laughs> Dr. December. The whole, the whole executioner squad. Yeah, even the waitress is in there. She's she's like... Uh, waitress is actually Oh. This is new law. That's cute. I, I'll have you take back what you said about my law. I, I like the idea that that like our most important employees are named after months, and the further down, like the later in the year you are, the higher your power level. <laughs> so April's like kind of strong, but you know she's the waitress. In January, he's like the, the waitress's role is to be towers. when I beat you up. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Here's your password. So November, October, December, and April are taken. Design the other month. Uh, PCs yeah. and the most if you, popular if good ones enough, become I will use the uh, narrative engine to make them real. Yeah, and send them after you. Uh, JT says this was a pleasant surprise for me because the admonition series is one of my favorite things to come out of SCP recently. Fancy visuals, high concept science, BS, and very good use of clinical tone—something that I feel can only exist on the SCP wiki done well. Hope you guys get to other, the other admonition stuff because six eight two zero isn't even my favorite in the series, which says a lot about the quality as a whole. Rating this episode a 1 out of 10 because it was disgusting. That's fucked up. First he steals the first on the common, then he gives it a 1 out of 10. That's messed up, man. Uh, how do you rate JTKC on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, Tanoni? Um, 0 out of 10, which is in deletion range, actually. Ooh, I thought it was negative 10 for deletion. Um, I, I decided otherwise. Uh, I'll give you an 8 out of 10, JTKC. I think you're pretty good. I'll give you a 4 out of 10. Um, when I rate people, they don't get bonus stars. If you're wondering why I rated this twice, I didn't. That was the second me from before. <laughs> One step further. I am not the me of yesterday. So you see, you may be under the impression that there are two people li- you're speaking to, that you're listening to right now. There's one Darno and two Tannenies currently. That's exactly right. Yeah. The second Tanhoni is actually um, February. He's actually right? standing in the corner of his arms folded. He, a couple of the things you've heard me say were actually him. He, he's a PNG tuber. He's got his arms folded <laughs> and he's doing like the sigh emoji. So he's, he's talking sometimes, but only sometimes. Exactly. I love how we were like, we don't have time over an hour to read the rest of this article, and then we spent 20 minutes With being stupid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bit where we probably just versions of myself in slightly different locations. We, we could have just finished six, seven, four. Uh, so yeah, I want to just reiterate again, despite my harsh criticisms and tone earlier. Uh, you guys, so far it's amazing. Placeholder, uh, Ralston. I do really like this article. Thank you, Tanhoney, for pulling me back a little bit. No problem. But um, yeah, I think we're all good to go. Any last minute words before we close it out? Uh, I don't think so. All right, in that case, y'all take care and have a great day. Bye. Bye from me, too.